Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Germany was having trouble. What a sad, sad story. State, everybody. The last time our guest today was in with us, we left on a cliffhanger. We're not a true crime podcast, but occasionally we do have cliffhangers. And our, our guest Pat Gilroy was uh, about to find out if he if he bought a company or not. We're not going to get into that. We're going to keep the tent, the suspense going on that one for a bit longer. Um. But <laughs> he didn't give us any advance information. I just want to make that clear we for can, legal purposes. We can edit that. Out. Um, uh, but what I want to start with today is a very important tweet from May 8th, which amazingly remains undeleted given that it contains some great stupidity uh, by Matt Shanahan, TD, Ugh. independent during Ugh. the during the GEA Go controversy. Uh, and he replied to uh, the comedian PJ Gallagher saying, uh, could it be that the official GEA put hurling to subscription because they knew competing football matches wouldn't sell? A great disservice to hurling and to thousands of our citizens, including ma- many elderly, denied free-to-air access. So far, so okay. You know, not, not, not too bad. You know, kind of general... Uh, standard enough opinion in 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 the debate about Diego, and then the last sentence: Is this part of a woke agenda in HQ to punish manly game? And at that point, this man then removes himself uh, as a serious commentator because I think the one thing you 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 kind of learn and you can see from anybody who is using the word woke 
are demanding that you know we need an anti-woke party is that it is it is just a kind of it is a sign of a terrible kind of hack brain uh, because it means nothing it is meaningless and I think in some ways he Matt Shanahan did everyone a favor by actually using woke woke agenda in the most uh, incongruous and un- unsuitable uh, pl- way possible to kind of somehow suggest Well, it's used by all those sort of, you know... It's a guy, Matthew Collins, who uh, was a very celebrated member of the British National Party and the National Front. And he had his epiphany from that. You know, he was a disenchanted teenager. His dad left home when he was young. You know, his life was going nowhere. And he talked about when he discovered racism and Nazism through the BNP, sitting on his bed, trembling with excitement, reading Mein Kampf. (laughs) (laughs) And he had, (laughs) he says, he says, you know, that they they all had to learn off Hitler's favourite song, Horst Vessel Lied, right? And they would sing that on the way home from meetings, he said. And we, we used to meet, he said, in, in darkened pubs, you know. And it was like our version of the sh- of a shit Magnificent Seven. <laughs> Everybody was pissed and fat. And, and all they talked about was Pakistanis and black people and gays, you know. And this... Wonderful, wonderful utopia that would be there if only you could cleanse the world of them. But he had his epiphany when the National Front attacked a, a library, uh, a, a, a Muslim library, and they beat all of the women in the library. You know, beat them to a pulp with hammers and pickaxe handles. And he said he came out covered in blood and realised deep down that something human in him was dying. And he said that racism and Nazism and hatred of refugees and hatred of LGBTQ and hatred of trans people is easy because you don't have to think. you know. Whereas real solutions to the problem that the world has, you have to spend time thinking about them. And for me, it was a brilliant description. Uh, they're great. They're great inventions, all these things like racism, all that, to ultimately control the people. Like, ultimately, these are a great mechanism to control the people because if you keep them distracted doing that sort of stuff, then you can just get on with the business of getting wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and doing what you like in terms of politics because they're so busy fighting each other. Invisible enemies. Absolutely. This, 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 this whole, all these things are you know, if you look back through time, are relatively modern creations of creating this mental hatred over someone's religion or whatever. I mean, I, I was a funny thing because I, you know, my my mother was born in England, my father was born in Ireland. He was from sort of a Republican Catholic background and, you know, her family were English and they were all Protestant. And she became a Catholic and so did her mother eventually. But like, I used to go to Protestant masses, you know, at funerals. I'm going, it's the same as a Catholic mass bar maybe for one or two things. And I was like, I could never understand what's the issue. Why have you got two religions even? Like, anyway, as a kid, I was always like kind of confused because these people were the same. My cousins who were Protestants were the same as my cousins who were Catholics as people. And 
then, you know, you go to college and then you meet more people and then you meet Muslims and you meet Jewish people. You meet, you gotta go, everyone's like kind of the same. I mean, their religions are broadly the same in terms of what they're trying to do. So what is the big issue? But it's a really great way for elites to control that they can go off doing what they're doing while the masses are fighting amongst themselves. Because if the masses got together and were actually united, they wouldn't be the elite for too long. I mean, if you're, if you, you know, it's a classic thing to distract people over issues that are actually of no importance and allow them then to govern the way they will. I mean, look, look, look at uh, America, for example, where the first big attack on logic and facts and that was McCarthyism. You know, that everyone's a communist and that Hollywood's full of communists and red sympathizers. And McCarthy, who was clinically insane, was was encouraged by the Republican Party to go on a solo run and became hugely powerful. Edgar Hoover came in then, you know, people were seen as enemies of the state. Ordinary people were listening to this propaganda every day. They didn't know what to believe. It didn't accord with their everyday reality. But it was it was a bogeyman to be feared. And I mean, surely, surely the classic example of how relatively easy it is to do that to people. I mean, we see it now in America at the moment. We'll come back to that in a moment. But surely the classic example of that is the Weimar Republic, what happened after 1933-34, when um, the Nazis suddenly decided that they would propagandize, they would create mythical enemies in order to make people angry. And they had such a control as it developed, you know, through Hitler, etc., that that they were able to just turn reality on its head to the extent that one of the most civilised nations in the world descended into casual mass murder of, of other human beings. You know, the LGBTQ community, Jewish people, Polish people, and ordinary people were just carrying out these mundane tasks of murder every day on the basis that these are our these are our enemies. And you think to yourself, what the fuck? You look at our situation and you think, look how civilized we are, it can never happen to us. You see what's happening in Britain, you see what's happening in America. Mm, it, 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 it's, it's going, I would say, if you go back... 300, 400 years and Europeans being the dominant, let's say, driving force in, in the world economy, um, whether that was Spain, you know, Portugal, France, Netherlands, they all had a go, Britain had a go, but they all were employing the same tactics. I mean, the amount, the millions and millions of people that were killed they weren't world wars, but there was just awful things happened in India and in, you know yeah. all, all different parts of the world by colonial powers, and is the, the same stuff is still happening today. And on all of these invisible so-called hatred, I mean, I've worked with people from all different religions. I'd say over fifty countries. They all seem fairly normal to me, and you can get on with them. And yet, some of them need to go up and do a certain thing for the religion. Well, they're just people. And except, except people from Toronto. I I know one, yeah, <laughs> one or two. But it, it, it's just who are your best friends or people from Toronto? Yeah, I mean, like this week, this week, for example, this week, um, uh, some of these sort of 
Irish racists. There's only very, very small numbers of them. And you can understand. You know, people who have been racist and come out of it describe, you know, that it, that they, it excites them. And it's a type of panic on their part about their own lives, about their own, you know, they feel their lives are shit. And then all of a sudden they've, they've got a, a really easy way to vent their, their anger, you know, so that the racists in England are, were invariably football hooligans as well. Mm. You know, they spent a lot of time boozing, they spent a lot of time in these idle dreams, they all read, <laughs> they all read my company. There's a brilliant bit in, in, in Matthew um, Collins' book where he talks about John Edmonds, who was the le- one of the leaders of the BNP, you know, <laughs> he said, <laughs> he used to sit, he used to sit in the pub <laughs> Reading Mein Kampf and listening to Wagner, you know, Brunhilde, You know, Wagner goes off for fucking hours. He was Hitler's favorite composer. Uh, Tchaikovsky famously went to the Ring Cycle. Whenever Wagner composed this Ring Cycle, he lasts for fucking days. And when he came out, the great Russian composer asked what it was like. And said, "It's like being released." When he came out, he said, "How do you feel?" He says, "I feel like a man who's been released from prison." You know, yeah. and this sort of and all this mind camp and Nazism and the Nazi salute and all of that, and it's all really desperation. But this just just this week, um, these um, sort of Irish racists. There now he's not letting us go in that way. Who the fuck does he think he is? These are homeless yeah. men in the tent, but they're attacking. Yeah, big pedophile. You're a big pedophile. You're rapist. Yeah, but this is the man staying on this street here, everybody. So you all know where he is. A scumbag. I just did. Trying to stop us. Shame on. Shame this is a homeless man who who uh, is an asylum seeker and they've been put in tents and and you know this is it, it's depressing but it, it's more a, a sort of a commentary on the, the problems that we have in impoverished areas where people now, as inequality grows, people are encouraged to, to hate others. You know. Yeah, and it's been the again, it's 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 been what's happened wherever there has been those problems. And as you as you said, Pat, it's like that it, it's an easy way of, of <clears throat> it's it's a it's a it's a seductive way of actually believing how the world is organized against you rather than actually having to um, look at kind of, you know, deeper causes uh, like, you know, economic systems, things like that, that actually to say that somehow, that, yeah, yeah, these people, you know, we're, we're threatened by, and you know, again, it's as old, whatever the difference is, doesn't really matter. It is just that, that we are threatened by the other, whatever it is, and uh, and like the you know you see with a lot of these things that that go viral now that they are, they are they are they are then spread and um kind of spread around by international kind of accounts. There is a kind of an international element, even there's an international element to a lot of this stuff where they don't use. They they want it to be spread outside Ireland. They want you know you'll you'll see accounts with like Union Jack avatars and you know American flags and stuff retweeting this stuff, uh, 
as if you know like to kind of to spread it in a way that it's like you know these they don't care like toby robinson coming over here you know these people don't don't even if these people did actually care about or have any interest in it, the people who are then spreading it have, have no interest like, you know, oh, she did not even know what it was about i mean i don't even remember back <laughs> i was the queen's visit or something you know and uh the there was a fellow wearing a, you know a jersey and he got what like he hadn't a clue? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He just was there for the crack. Yeah, yeah. You so know, the, um, and then they go around video people. I mean, in Cork, in Cork, very recently, um, some of these guys, you know, they they videoed they videoed six black men uh, going into the Presentation Brothers Monastery in Cork, and they went after them, you know, shouting pedophiles and you know rapists and groomers and all of that stuff, right? <laughs> and, and, and the, the head of the the head of the presentation brothers then had to release a statement. Now, first of all, of course, um, all the all the sort of the well known racists got involved, and uh, and it's all that language, you know. They say, "Look here, you know, those they're 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 black males of unvetted males of fighting age." No, I, I can never work out what that means. Unvetted males of fighting age, as if as if there's this huge army that's going to rise up and sort of destroy us yeah, all, yeah. you know, but. So all that stuff was going on, and the six the six black men were very distressed and managed to escape inside the monastery in time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the 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 uh, head of the monastery, monastery brother Barry, released a, a a statement then to say, look, you know, these are six of our presentation brothers from West Africa who were returning to Cork following their attendance at the congregation chapter at the Dominican Retreat Centre in Tala, which is held every six years. And, you know, it's worth noting that the that two-thirds of their monastery is given over to care for homeless elderly people from Cork. You know, so while, while these people are getting on with the life-affirming business of empathy and love for their fellow man, you've got this... You know, and then these boys go to the pub and get full... You know, and I mean that 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 that's really where it is. The problem, really, I think, the wider problem is the um, what we're seeing in America. I think that's the most serious problem that we have in society now. Where there is now genuinely, we're seeing it in England as well. Where Lee Anderson, the, the Conservative Party chairman, said, "Quote: We are going to fight the next general election on culture wars and transgender. I mean, fucking transgender people." Yeah. You know, transgender people. I have been a criminal. I have been a criminal barrister for thirty-two years at the Coalface. Says I have never once defended a transgender for committing any criminal offence. Nor do I know any of my colleagues who have defended one. I have defended plenty of unvetted white males mm-hmm. <laughs> of fighting age from various ghetto areas around around the north. And but yet this is starting to gain traction. But we see all, this. At the, I mean, the London, the London Marathon recently. Mm. There was a girl in that called Glenique Frank. She's actually she's a, a biological male who identifies as a woman, and it it caused international panic. Mm-hmm. The, the London Times, which is a very racist newspaper, one of Murdoch's, because it sells when they do this. They went to town on it. The Daily Mail went to town on it. You know, some of her own papers should be ashamed of themselves for this sort of stuff, for even giving it air, air, air time. She came 6,160th in the marathon. It was an international incident. It ne- never mind the fact that this 
you know, person who who has never bothered anyone in their lives, who's led a, a peaceable law-abiding life, never mind the fact that she raised £30,000 for a children's charity in the course of her run, you know, this sort of stuff is now being peddled in the... And as, as Matthew Collins said at the time, he said, look, we, we had real difficulty selling, are we, you know, um, Hitlerian magazines and newsletters because the Daily Mail and the Sun were doing our job on an industrial scale. We didn't have to. We didn't have to. I mean, and... I mean, I, 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 I see creeping in in Ireland this, these attacks on trans people, you know, who are not freak shows you know they can you know these are people they can't be reduced to the two the, st- the set questions oh you know are they allowed to use or lose who gives a fuck I was in a restaurant in Dublin last night they're gender neutral new- lose who cares what's that got to do with anything oh competing in sport you know which are only a pretense to sort of allow people to attack them publicly and to bully them and you know I think like, mind your own business and treat people with respect I mean, no one interferes in my in my sex life or my sexual orientations, you know, I think that people should be ashamed of themselves to attack it, vulnerable but, people but like is, that. But it is a motive and it is, as you say, like when you have charlatans like Lee Anderson or somebody like that coming along and saying, this is what we're going to fight the next yeah. election on, it's because they know they've nothing, yeah. they've nothing else, they've nothing left. Or, Piers, or people like Piers Morgan, you know, who said, you know, oh, you know, can I identify as an elephant? No, but you can identify as a cunt. Yeah, um, and, uh, uh, and that's it. And like, and the, one of the things, and I think this this goes beyond. This goes above trans or immigration or anything. There is always in human nature this idea that the world is kind of coming to an end. That the thing, things are going to be. This is this is it now. This is the bad. This is as bad as it's going to get. And yet, everything is usually, you know. When I I don't want to, I don't want to I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to preempt things too much, but everything is usually okay. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, not okay in America at the moment. No, I know, but but that, in the band two and a half thousand books this year already because, because of that. Women sense, are being persecuted. Because of that, and the, but the reason it's getting uh, the reason what I mean is that the things that the fears that people have usually don't transpire. You know, the fears of people that are encouraged by people like Trump that are encouraged that that usually. Those things don't, you know, we're going to be... But they believe them. They, no, they believe them. And that, that is the danger. But it is also the sense, because there are also people who come, and there are people in, in lots of these, lots of these situations, a lot of these debates who come to it in, in, in kind of in the middle and confusing. Oh, I don't know. Like this is this, maybe this is troubling about uh, trans women in sport. This may be, you know, and they're not all, but they're, they're not, they're not all, they're not all, uh, it's like the line. It's like uh, you know, not all racists voted for. Uh, not not everyone who voted for Brexit was a racist, but every racist voted for Brexit. I thought you were going to use Stuart Lee's great line. And I don't know if you can make massive generalisations about people that voted to leave Europe anyway, because people voted to leave Europe for all sorts of different reasons, you know. And it wasn't just racists that voted to leave Europe. <laughs> Cunts did as well, didn't they? I lived in England from 2012 to, to 16. And so I literally uh, left. I, my truck arrived the day they announced Brexit. So the day that they were actually announced right. that the vote had gone against them, my truck arrived and my neighbour came in and he goes, you didn't hang around too long. You know? <laughs> but I was living in London. And in London, the, the, everyone was like, I was, like I was there four years. 
a lot of friends there. They go, there's not a chance Brexit's going to go. Not a hope. What are you talking about? But I was working up the north and in Scotland. And I kept coming down and said, I I, I think you might be wrong. Because honestly, people who were working with me at the time were telling me we won World War II. We can do it again. I go, what? Do you not think the Americans and the Russians helped you in that one? No, 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 no. And, and, and the lack of understanding of history and where they were and how important the EU was and even why the EU existed because of World War II. They hadn't a clue. They was like, what's that to do with World War II? I said, well, the EU was created so we stopped having wars in Europe because up to 1942, for the previous 150 years, there'd been about 117 wars. There's only been about three since. Now, there were still bad wars, but Europeans loved having wars with each other. They got looking at you going, what? So the EU lost the trick there, but but the lack of understanding in Britain of what the EU was, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, but if you've got, you see, the problem that you have now spreading in England, and it's a very, very serious problem not to be underestimated. We've seen it in America now where the Republican Party has basically decided, okay, look, we're just going to harness these attacks on vulnerable people, refugees, black people, brown people, trans, LGBTQ, you know, even women, abortions, things like that. And we're going to harness that because that is a great emotional thrill for a lot of people out there who are feeling poverty-stricken, you know, who are feeling powerless. You know, we're going we're to allow them all to have guns. We're going to weaponize them all so that it can be a free-for-all out there. You know, we'll offer our thoughts and prayers whenever we have a mass shooting. We'll go after trans people. And, and that will bring us votes. Fox News, the biggest satellite channel by two than any other news channel in America. You know, you've got, you've got a, a, a narcissistic deviant like Donald Trump who's able to say after $5 million is awarded against him for sexual assault of a woman, you know, that, that, that it was only a bit of hanky-panky, you know, and, and she's a woman who's, who enjoys being raped and gets cheered, gets cheered in halls for that, makes fun of disabled people, gets cheered, makes jokes about trans and gay people, gets cheered for that. And, and now we see the entire Republican Party harnessing this. You know, they're locking in on this now. No one's, no one's, no one's saying, for example, that Trump is now unfit to be but a, it, but to it's be a candidate it, for office. But it's amazing how short people's memories are. And, you know, when you saw when Trump visited Ireland and there's this kind of, oh, uh, you know, let's report him saying what he said about his, you know, his, his golf drive and all this kind of stuff. When you're actually dealing with somebody who has demonstrated uh, fascist, his fascist tendencies like we're not he's not he's not fooling around he's not he's not messing and then he comes out and does that cnn interview that town hall interview and he talks about january 6th being a beautiful day now 30 years ago 40 years ago in the republican party that would have removed him from uh oh, yeah it would have removed him from contention it would have said even then they were had some some tethering to <laughs> to kind of re- to reality <laughs> nothing now, I mean, n- nothing is too insane I yeah. mean there's, there's there are guys called the Good Liars Project and they go around Trump rallies and <laughs> you know one of these things I heard this I heard this at a funeral in Mayo last week oh that at the convent that uh, that there's a 
there's a girl, there's a, there's a, there's a, a girl identifying as a cat, and they've provided a cat litter for her. I mean, we point that say, what? Where is that? I says, don't be so fucking. This is fucking. People gathered around. Say, oh no, seriously. Mm. Woman stuck to your guns on it. This is happening, you know. And I mean, I, I, I just. Wokeism in the United States with these people that are going around saying if a kid says they're a dog or cat in school, that's good. You think that'll stop mass shootings? <laughs> I think it's a start in a way. All that stuff. Has 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 that happened? People said they're dogs and cats in schools? Oh, yeah. In Illinois? Oh, yeah, that's going on. They put litter boxes out for them in the schools. I, I, I think that that's not true, actually. Those are not true. I think it is true, and I think if you did your reporting, you would find out it's true. <laughs> I, I, honestly, you just look it up. Look, I mean, up. look up furries in Highland, Illinois. Okay. See what you come up with. I look up furries in Highland, Illinois? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so looks the only up. thing I see here for Highland, Illinois is lockdown lifted at Highland Park High School. Five students in custody. It looks like there were reports of a gun in the school. Yeah, they always are calling in false reports. Oh, here's another one about the cats. A school district has been hit with rumors saying that students who identify as cats are allowed to use litter boxes in the restroom. This is what you were talking about. Uh-huh. The superintendent said it got so bad, she had to send letters to students and parents on Monday. The rumor that our schools have litter boxes in the restrooms <laughs> to accommodate individuals who are self-identifying as animals, this is simply and emphatically not true. According to them, but I'm telling you, I hear from other people that go to the schools and stuff. <laughs> and what do you what do you do when no matter what facts you show people, they say, "Oh well, that's a hoax. That's that's a fake." Well, that, that I is. Can't, I can't believe you believe that. That is that is the problem now because you, you, there isn't any situation that arises where you don't look at it and go, "Well, it doesn't matter how much this has proved not to be the case." People are still going to still going to believe it, or a conspiracy theory is going to build around it, uh, no matter what. Like it is just, um, it's it's there is there I, again. It's I think it's probably the pro. It's part of the process of radicalization. The fact that you can silo you, yourself off, you can find wherever you go. You know, thirty years ago, you still had to engage with the media at some point that was telling you stuff that was more or less objective. Now you can just go into your own, down your own rabbit hole, so you can be, you don't have to be in a pub with people singing Hitler's favourite song. You can just get your news from from Twitter, from Fox News. Yeah, we still don't, we, we still news. don't have a we still don't have a GB News here, but but it's definitely coming. You know what I mean? GB News. I mean, we don't have it here, but it's it's definitely coming. Something yeah. like that, something along the lines of Fox. Yeah. And um, I mean. <laughs> it, but all, all, all of these things uh, all of it is 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 masking over and, and all of it gains traction when there's a massive inequality in the incomes between people so all of this stuff happens and trump plays to the poor regions of america that lost all of the jobs when they had it so he's playing to them uh, i remember seeing something on tiktok was saying your man says black guy he goes you have to admire Trump he said he's an honest liar because he said one day to people he says you know he says they're playing you the people here are playing you and he says do you know how I know they're playing you because I've been doing it for years and he said that and they cheered and he was telling them the truth he's played you he's been a billionaire and he's messed you up but I'm going to take on the system now and so but if you've nothing or you've very little income and you're in your area you kind of are looking for something to follow. 
to do it. And, and, and so if it's mad, if you've so little, you kind of say, oh, yeah, I'll hope be bad. Because there might be hope that that's going to give me something. So if I'm a racist, well, maybe I have something to do in my life. But I'm smashed. I'm broke. But the real problem is how we distribute wealth in the world. Of and, course, yeah. And, and it just propagates everything. All of those issues are just propagated. And they only get resolved when the wealth issues. Like, I, I am a firm believer politicians did great work in the peace process north and south but if the south hadn't become really wealthy I'm not so sure people in the north would have wanted to gravitate and get a better solution because the money equality because for years the north was much wealthier and as the south grew in the 80s and 90s I think it made people there go it would be great if we could make business freer and so I think it was a big thing Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And once the money well, you're thing, wrong about that. But I, so far as we're concerned, our, our allegiance, our sort of spiritual allegiance has always been Irishness and to be Irish. Oh, sorry, so, no, but I don't, no, I'm not so, talking about that side. I'm talking about the business part of oh, the yeah, North. Yeah. No, no, well, you started yeah. to say, hang on a second, yeah. we need to do something here because yeah. we're, they're getting all the investment. We're getting nothing and they're still getting nothing until, think, uh, you know. Well, talk, about, talk about the inequality. Let's talk about it in, in, in the South then, Pat, because like you look at one of the things which is the greatest, one of the, the probably the greatest source of, of people's sense of inequality is, and, you know, the haves and haves not is, is housing in, in, in Ireland. Like it is something that like, uh, whatever you, you believe, like it, it's, it's such a, a chronic failure to appreciate even just the emergency for so long from successive governments. Like, even putting aside whether you believe in, the, in what, yeah. whatever ideology they yeah. were pursuing, yeah. uh, just a failure to actually say, right, we can't just let, you know, for, for too long, just letting it kind of, let's, let the market can decide or, or there are forces yeah, I mean, that will. I mean, we had the greatest opportunity of all time to solve the problem forever. The state was the biggest landowner 
had the most land, the most planning permissions of anything when they had NAMA. And you could have solved everything for a generation if they had have developed that themselves. I mean, what an opportunity lost. Instead of that, we shoved billions over to American funds, European funds. Now, in fairness to them, at least they did it because we got some houses. Because without them, we'd have zero. We'd have a much worse problem. So, although money flew out of Ireland as a result of it, at least they did it. And, and we got housing. So it, it, it is an absolute champ. I mean, we're going full circle here where you see the HSE saying we're going to have to provide accommodation for our workers in the cities because they can't afford the rents. Mm. I mean, the Guinness family were doing that for their workers back in 17 something. Yeah. And, you know, a doctor and a teacher and all the key people that were in communities never had to worry about a house. It was provided somehow mm. by either the community or the state or whatever because, but they've all now become sort of businesses mm. and, and housing has become the economic powerhouse. I mean, how can your house be your wealth? For a lot of people, that is it. They don't have anything else. The house, their whole life is tied up to it. The mortgage is, you know. The state has to be the biggest landlord. The state has to be. I mean, whenever well, I, grew, sorry, whenever I state, grew up in Dungiven, everybody lived in a council house. Yeah, I, so and that nobody had to, nobody the had to worry can about sell that about to, the, to, to the people when they get well, on their feet they if they want they to, but no, they don't have to. No, but they shouldn't. You need to, what, what the Thatcher experiment taught us was you keep your stock of council houses. What Thatcher did, allowing people to, to buy their council houses, all that meant was that landlords came in and bought all those houses. People thought that they were getting rich quickly. They weren't getting rich at all. You know, in fact, they were losing out terribly. Their children were losing out. Their yeah. grandchildren were losing out. And now this situation, this rat race is starting in the north as well. It's well underway. The whole stock of council So the state needs to become a landlord again. The state needs to build. You know, it has, to, mean, it has, it, it, it has to approach like House prices are going through the roof, right? Uh, first year economics in secondary school. If supply is lower than demand, the price are going to go. So if you have throw a load of property onto the market and build and build and build, the prices will come down. But the state needs to... Of course, the, the state, state has needs to, do to do it. state needs to do you it. Of course, it needs and, to do and, it. And Sorry, it's now got to the stage where it's so expensive to build because of inflation, the private sector can't build them anymore because people won't buy them for the price it costs to build them. So unless the state does it, it's not going to happen. But build, also build, build them and don't sell them. Build them, keep them. Very, very small, modest rents. Keep a stock of yeah. That's the first thing you have to do. You have to go back to that relative utopia that we had when nobody had anything. I mean, whenever I was but, growing but, up in a given, nobody had a lot of money. Like there were maybe a few rich people in Dungiven. I mean, there was one grave millionaire. He had, a, mm. he, had a, he had a coach and horses. I mean, and everybody thought he was the great Gatsby. But nobody else had anything. Mm. But everybody had a home. Yeah, everybody had. But a the, home. even the public-private model works. You know, like what the Guinness family did. They they build them. People would occupy them. The state would. Then when they, you know, they didn't need all the houses, the state would take them over to a degree and they would run them, but they didn't have to build them but, all. But there is there also too much, like there is a, a bureaucratic failure here as well. Like the state should be, you know, clearly doing more and building houses and getting involved. But we also have this sense of everything takes so long. Everything, everything. Like I remember, I remember in 2016, just in, in a, a cafe in Dublin, I just got chatting to somebody who, who actually worked for one of the big uh, housing charities in, in, in the country. And uh, it was the day who was, who somebody had become housing minister that day. I think it was, was it, was it Owen Murphy? Yeah. And I remember he just said to me, he said, 
nothing will get done. He said, every local authority knows they just got to see out than the housing minister. That was how he put it. And the local authority, and like you had that story earlier this year that uh, when the eviction ban was coming in, no council in the country applied for extra dedicated staff to, uh, to, to tackle the scourge of vacant homes and buildings despite funding being available. So nobody, nobody felt, nobody in local authorities and in bureaucracy felt any sense of urgency to actually yeah. do this. I mean, the, mos- the model is you'd messed to, you'd up ha- You'd have to create a new division. Say, put somebody like Pat in charge. No, to create you, a whole you, you new need, division. You need to just do the simple thing of what they used to do before. Let your councils, the councils are closest to the action mm. and give them the mandate to do their job. Because what happens is the council want to do it they're answerable to the councillors, which is fine because it keeps the thing correct. But then they've got to go to the department and then they've got to go to the department of finance and then they've got to go over there. So the people in the council are going, they're jumping. But the central government link to the councils is all wrong. They need to get autonomy. So the idea, for instance, of having mayors for the likes of Dublin and Cork, it makes total sense because the link to central government is where the whole thing messes up. And it's not central government's fault. It's just the way the system is structured. But the Department of Housing how can they decide that that's going to be good to do that for Dublin City? Because they, they're not on the ground. They're back here doing something. but they, And that's where the whole thing breaks down. That's it, it's If you let the council go back to the day where the council gets two billion, build your number of thousands of houses and just let them at it. But like all the council people that were involved in housing in 2007, 8, 9, when they really were building up to that, they all left when the packages came. So they're having to rebuild the knowledge, but they're ideally positioned to build. And the, surp- the surplus is there. Now, but Pat, now, Pat has a very radical idea that he's been espousing, I think, for the last three or four years for completely revolutionising house prices and housing and all of that and housing need, starting with the greater Dublin area. And I was thinking about your plan to ban Kulshis from perhaps you could talk us through that, Patrick. Well, it just it would ease the pressure on the city. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it, now I did say to you, no, no, yeah, there's no other. Uh, so there's, 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 so he, 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 he likes to he likes to to discuss this when he's in the company of Colchis, and particularly when the Trinity Old Boys have a reunion. And I thought recently you gave him a masterclass. So yeah. just go through it. Oh, look, go, it, go through it, the whole. Very go simple, through the proposal. It's a very simple God. You, you have the M50. It's a natural border. Natural. You don't even need a wall. No. I know that walls now. That's wrong. That's getting yeah. kind of So talk us through it. So then you provide working visas for people from outside of Dublin. So they would have to work the cultures would have to apply for a visa. No, people from outside of Dublin. You can't be using comments like that. People from outside of Dublin would get a working visa Monday to Friday. Yeah. But Friday then go away. What time would, what people, time would they have to be out of the city on a Friday? <sighs> Four-ish. on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the city is for, for, for Dublin. I would, I would suggest to the GEA that the Dublin Championship becomes the World Series and the All-Ireland then can be done from everywhere else. Yes. You know, and that would be... Yeah. So really the Dublin Championship would become... The World Series. Yeah. We'd call it the World Series yeah. and we'd get all the TV rights and all that. We'd take on all the national there, all of it, Dublin, yeah. and... We wouldn't even charge for the working visas. Yeah, would 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 it be possible for a culture? Let's say somebody from Cahir Savine, for example, would it be possible? Let's say, let's say they married 
a Dublin woman, would would he still have to leave on a Friday? No, no, no. no. Look, he'd do an interview. <laughs> he, he'd he, 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 he. See, see, the issue I have, right, with, with, so Paddy, who you mentioned, you know, his dad was from Kerry, you know, uh, Paddy O'Donoghue in the football. Yeah. And when we were playing Kerry in the final, like he didn't speak to Paddy after the game because Dublin beat Kerry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to have your allegiance clear that you're yeah. to Dublin. So we'd have to convert. He'd have to go through an interview process before yes. he would be accepted. And make sure that Naturalised. Naturalised, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Would it be a costly proposal? I told you, we take on all the national debt. Any politician now that is outside of Dublin, he's out of the doll then. Like we'd have our own doll. I like the Healy Rays, for example, wouldn't be able to come to the doll. No. No, I know. No, you're saying they could come and visit. There'll be a museum tour to talk about the older days. Oh, oh, no, sir, I'm not going to knock all what the. Time would, 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 they, would, would they be allowed back on the Sunday evening, or would they have to wait until the Monday morning to come ah, in? No Monday morning now. All right, so be like, I don't. There'll be none of that now. Yeah, yeah. And then, would there be any pressure on tickets for Crow Park? No. Well, they wouldn't be allowed because that'd be a Sunday, of course. So they would. They would, would they not even get an. We well, see the World Series would be on there. Oh, that'd just be so Dublin. you could play yeah. other things outside of that. Dublin and clubs, like where would our friends in the north uh, fit in now? They 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 would just be part of the. They'd be outside the M fifty two. Well, as far as the well, last time I looked, they're outside the M fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Checking, yeah. You know, There's not many of them now. To be fair, no, there's not many. We're looking now. at unity. We just they're probably one of those things you'd want to just now, uh, all you'd the have, you'd, all have the, some, <laughs> you'd have some whip smart lawyers <laughs> looking for loopholes. All the international people, they can stay. I'm very happy with uh, them. Uh, it's just yeah. the people from outside because they don't like us. So. And they keep telling us they don't like us. So yeah. then just move off on a Friday. Yeah. Well, I think on that on that bombshell. <laughs> I think we've 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 solved it. <laughs> on well, that bombshell, so many problems fixed <laughs> by that particular. And my wife keeps telling me not to go into politics. I don't know why. Forty minutes ago, the problems seemed insurmountable, <laughs> and now everything looks that's, a little clearer. That's what he does. So. You, you thought Dublin visited all Ireland after being in the wilderness was easy. Well, Here come we on, go. that's been great. Thanks so much. Thank you. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. Build that wall. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.